You know what time it is. It's time for the Dodcast. Dennis the Menace. That's me! Y'all ready for this? You're very, very welcome to this week's episode of The Dodcast. I'm really, really excited for this one, guys. On this week's show, we sit down with comics rugby stalwart and Pro 12 winner, Owen McKeown. We discuss his discovery of the Oval Ball, why he chose it over a more glamorous engineering career, his business interests and life after, uh, after rugby for him, but also for others in the game. Owen actually featured heavily in the game at the weekend against the Scarlets starting at number 8. And he set up two tries for his team, who were unfortunately narrowly defeated by, uh, by the Scarlets. We also check in with one of his housemates and teammates, Keen Keller, who also, who also featured in the game and beautifully finished a try, um, uh, a, a vital try for his, corner, uh, for his side in the corner. Both players give us a brilliant in- insight into the life of a rugby player and also why it's so important to have other interests outside the game. The episode was recorded just before the Cardiff Blues game a week previous, so excuse any small dated references. Regardless of that, this is a cracking listen and gives you a great insight into the life of the tackling machine that is Owen McKeown. Anyway, here we go. Let's get this party started. Oh, nice atmosphere, Dennis. Owen McKeown, welcome to the Dogcast. Dennis, how are you, bro? <laughs> Great. It's very good to have you. Great to be here. This great is, to be here. This is, great for you to be here. This is well, we're, we're, thank, thank thankfully, here. thankfully, thankfully, yeah. thankfully, um, I'm a portable device, so I was able to bring my 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 uh, what would you call it audio view to Owen McKeown's uh, back garden. Owen. You know, it's an open house, Dennis. Well, like, what, can I call you Keonzy or how? Call me Keonzy. Call me whatever you Privileged. want, Dennis. I can see you have a little bit of a. That, what's uh, uh, that's a rumoration from last weekend. Dennis. I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just pointing at his uh, his little uh, little little freckle, is it, or that you have on your lip there? We were kissing too much kissing, last weekend. Kissing, Dennis. yeah, yeah. No, as I said, you're very, very welcome to uh, the Dodcast. I'm here with Owen McKeown today. He has a little bit of spare time to give us a few words on his life, not just within rugby, around rugby circles, but also, you know, love, you know, mystique, possibly the meaning of life, if he, if he knows what it means. <laughs> Whatever you got. Owen, how are you doing today? I'm good, good, mate. Just uh, just finished Catherine's run there nice. uh, with the lads up in the sports ground. So um, uh, we usually have a light enough day today and then uh, have the rest of the day to chill and unwind for tomorrow so uh that's it now cool you managed cool. to i managed to squeeze you in today for, yeah, nice uh, for this podcast so tell me tell me tell me the the team has been named yeah what's what's the what's the what's this what's the setup you're you're on the bench you say on the bench tomorrow now yeah so um the lads to be fair uh, in my position playing well the last couple of weeks so um i suppose the better they play the more we kind of okay. try and get into the team and uh, it kind of it helps everyone so the more we're pushing the better they play and the better Absolutely. the team Absolutely. plays so. who are you playing and just tell me the time when it's on we're playing cardiff blues tomorrow at three o'clock in the Sports round, so um, nice early kickoff. Lovely, lovely. Uh, earlier late kickoffs, just a little. We're gonna be, we're gonna be doing it. Yeah. I'm gonna be asking questions within questions. So I hope you don't mind no, going no, on no and off the topic. Um, I think I prefer if I was to choose, I'd go late on a Friday, and that gives you the whole weekend, Fair. let's say, to relax, as yes. opposed to having an early on a Sunday because you're kind of out of touch with I everybody else who has works during the week yeah, and has yeah. a weekend off. Whereas you could be, you could have a, a Monday and a Tuesday off, and then kind of be working all weekend. So. Uh, preferably Friday night, but I take an early Saturday kickoff as opposed to a late Saturday kickoff. And I mean, if you were to see or, or judge your, well, it is a professional job, but you prefer a nine to five or kind of the, the flexible hours that you that you work as a, as a professional? Um, 
I think the way it's gone lately is it's it probably is close enough to a nine to five. But yeah. we are in early. We're like we're in pretty early. We're in at eight. Mm-hmm. Whether that's for a kind of treatment or rolling out or stretching or whatever it is, yes. and then you generally on the, on the long days don't get out of there till after four anyway. So um, I think the it, we're slowly but surely. I'm not going to say becoming a nine to five, but even on our let's say our down days, um, you know, lads are doing rehab, doing recovery, mm-hmm. doing swimming, yoga, all that sort of stuff. So um, analysis, whatever it is. Perfect. So. Um, it's become a full work week and then you know obviously play your Saturday and I think then you generally take your Sunday completely off and try and try and get out of there more for a kind of a mindfulness point of view as opposed to uh, the body recovering but um I, I, I still going to pick. I'm still going to pick being outside, training with the lads, and being uh, inside in an office. <laughs> absolutely, in a absolutely, one hundred percent. I'll cherish it now for yeah. as long as I have it because um, it doesn't last. It doesn't last forever, as you know. So, well, I've, I've heard that you're one of the smartest within the uh, the Connick setup and group. It's been said, anyways, with Pat Lamb. I think it yeah, said before. Yeah, those those rumors are completely true. That <laughs> you have you have, you have you have a degree to your name as well. I do. Yeah, I jeez, I, I think I graduated about three years ago now, which uh, which makes me feel old. But uh, I just I, I did my degree in engineering. Nice. Uh, got it done uh, just as uh, like you specialization know specialization in anything or uh, yeah I did mechanical mm-hmm. not that they're all they're all pretty similar anyway yeah. that you kind of branch off sort of say about 30% of it is, is, is individualised and the rest of it is all is all in the same group with each other but um, yeah no I did that um, I have that done three years ago and then I kind of thought about going on doing a master's in something else not specifically engineering but maybe business but yeah. um, I kind of kind of didn't really know what exactly I wanted to do so I put it on hold there's still time to do it if I want no, to do it but until I see uh, still I think there's uh, going to be a bit of value in doing it no, absolutely it in, particular, in particular for I think for an engineering degree it's very very universal one of my friends at the moment was actually it was. we're actually now connected on uh, uh, LinkedIn just for all you listeners um, you spent a month in Crossman in which? Crossbun. In Crossbun, uh, in the, the big Galway business park. Oh, Crossbun. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Crossbun. Yeah. My, my pronunciation is off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they actually, geez, they facilitated me pretty well now. Yeah. You're meant to do, I think it's about three months. I was going to say, I just I saw a one, a one month that you, so you didn't last long there, did he? <laughs> if even one month, I'd say I got about a week and a half in there. Uh, just, yeah, it was just the way the way that season worked out. I was, uh, out I think I went away on one of those uh, Irish emerging tours. So my holiday days was kind of cut in half cool. so I only got about two and a half weeks off and in that two and a half weeks I had to fit in a bit of placement outside of the rugby season so um, John O'Dea he's the CEO in there he was, yeah. he was pretty helpful he, he just he was like yeah come in John, you, you can tick the boxes here with them and uh, learned a lot in those week and a half in that week and a half but uh, again it was more of a tick the boxing for me as opposed to gaining much experience there so uh, the fact that I was full time rugby um, it was hard for me to actually get, get that done you know I get properly, you so. the, only, the only reason I say it is and, and it, it rung, rung, rung a bell with me was because one of my friends is, is actually working there at the moment oh, professionally yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. and it seems like a ph- phenomenal oh it's a great place it's yeah. a, small, a smaller company so um, if you look at the likes of Medtronic and those mm-hmm. kind of bigger engineering companies they're, then, they're, yeah. they're massive yeah you're kind of a number whereas there was a yes. lot more personal smaller company you, know, you got to know everyone so um, that's obviously one of the plus sides of working Absolutely. with a smaller company you know? um, Mr. McKeown what we normally do at the start of our podcast is we do a game called Association do you, yeah. do you know how this uh, the, the game kind of works I do, Dennis. Yeah. So yeah. What, what I'll do is I'm going to say a word to two words, maybe even a sentence, and you're going to finish it off for me. First thing comes to your head, okay? Okay. It shouldn't be uh, too uh, damning. Shouldn't be too no. Bad, no. Okay, so here we go. Peaky Blinders? Uh, Killian Murphy. Girlfriends? None. <laughs> Boyfriends? <laughs> you. Just me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't get into it. More, the Morgan. The Morbegs? 
Oh, dull. Uh, feta cheese. Love it. If you smell. What the rock is called? Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Hendrix and tonic in a bubble glass. <laughs> Girls drink. Ah, come on, you know. Much. <laughs> Catfish. Uh, Tinder. Tinder, yeah. Night out. Uh, Vegas. Night in. Couch. Scones. Jam and cream. Yeah. Disney. On ice. <laughs> Stop. Go. Yep. Thailand. Hadrin. Mm-hmm. Monster. Red. Ooh, that's that's uh, that's political. Safe. Like, say, very safe. safe. You had to red, red. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Turn ons. Dennis. <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> Give me more of that. Uh, turn ons. Tan. Okay. Turn offs. Uh, hygiene. Bad yeah. hygiene. Yeah. Uh, and Kira Knightley. Gorgeous. Fake. Much. Nice. Okay. Very good. That was. You you you've, you know you've done this before, anyways. I got a little, uh, got a little tester there from your last one, so I was probably some constantly okay, okay. picking up a few of them. There was, uh, so I, I was just saying to, to Mr. McKeown in front of me here, he's squeaky clean. This is normally what we do, obviously, even before dates. What we do is get okay, Owen McKeown, Google search, check him up online. This guy, I mean, he, he's he's someone you're going to bring home to your mother and father-in-law. I swear to God, this guy is squeaky clean. I mean, as I said in the last podcast, don't do a Google search in Dance Star because some stuff is going to come up. <laughs> um, but, uh, I didn't tell him to say this. Yeah, just saying this, he, he, yeah, yeah. this is actually the Dennis show. Okay, can, you, can you just be quiet it's over the there? The treatment he's got last weekend, you know. So, uh, Owen, as you were saying, you, you like, was it always rugby for you, or did did you start off have something else, or? Um, no, I, I think I think I got into it pretty early uh, when I kind of went to secondary school. Um, it kind of became the only sport I played, and mm. not that I ever with really the jazz was it? Yeah, with the jazz. Not that I ever really thought about playing professional it just kind of happened for me so uh, you would have played it just happened for you (laughs) I'm not going to lie I didn't in my earlier years think I want to play professional rugby but then I would have thought I would have been a bit more short sighted I would have been like oh I want to get into the Connacht Academy or I want to play the Irish under 20s and like from having all those little goals um, from having all those little goals I think it transpired that I did go on to play professional rugby but um, I don't think my in my earlier years I was like that is the end goal so no, that's fair that's um, fair well, what, what was the end goal I mean did, did you want to be a power ranger or what was it <laughs> no we're going too early there now I definitely <laughs> wanted to be a power ranger at some yeah. stage uh, I'm the red one did, I think I I think I wanted to be a vet well yeah cool. and then I can that pretty early and then and then I think it was engineering and then I was like okay right I'm going to be an engineer nice. and then when I started getting heavy into the rugby it was like actually geez you can do this for a job this can be a real job so um, after that then I, I think I, I when I left school I got an academy contract and I was like geez this is kind of the first time I'm actually getting yeah. paid to do this yeah. um, I, would have, I would have done it for free and then uh, and then as I got older and older it became more transparent. It was like, look, this is this is a pretty serious job to get. This is a serious thing to do. So um, I think it was coming up through a time when rugby was just accelerating in Ireland. It was getting a bit bigger and bigger and bigger. So um, I definitely, I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to play for Connacht and, and go on then. No, because you, you seem like a bit of a realist. And I mean, like we've got a, we've got a kind of counter chickens now these days, in particular for professional rugby players. You know, it doesn't work out for everyone. And you had the, the kind of foresight to, to say, no, look, I'm going to do a degree at the same time. We're, we're facilitating of that or uh, how did that work out uh, yeah no, I, I think uh, I think especially with the younger lads in the academy and the, the development lads it's um, 
we have uh, we have basically Rugby Players Ireland, which is exclusive of the IRFU and basically deals with all off-field matters of rugby players. You're, you're a representative then, yeah, you? yeah. So I'm, I recently took over for Ron Lockley on the board, um, as in as Connacht representation, mm-hmm. um, and it basically it just it just especially for the younger lads, it encourages you to like you know go to college, do a course, do anything, even if you're not very academic, do something because um, as we've seen, kind of every season, there's someone that goes out uh, goes down with a, a career ended injury and, and, and it's over like that and um, yeah, that, that, but and just not just to come in there it was one of the questions I wanted to ask you I mean life after rugby not just for yourself I mean it's it's a contentious topic at the moment and it's in the media Um it, I mean, you're you're told your 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 day is planned out. You even just give us a bit of an idea there. You know, Monday to Friday is turning into a kind of full time job. Yeah. But you're told kind of what to do. I mean, I, I know for yourself, you're a part of the board. You have a few things going on. You're like a married man. If if, if I don't say so myself, I do say so myself. <laughs> but but for other players, I mean, they come out and essentially the, from from the age of 20, 19, 20 years of age, their whole life has kind of been lived or planned out for them. It's very very difficult. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I the from going on what kind of past players have said about retirement. It's, it's that rugby is a bit of a bubble so you have this sort of bubble where you know you're, you're exactly as you said your day is planned everything's kind of provided for you etc etc and then and then all of a sudden you retire and you're out of that you're out of that bubble and you're out of that loop and you're out of that rugby circle yeah. and all of a sudden you're kind of like geez this is what the re- the real world is like yes. essentially um, and I think one of the things like that that can help with that is just getting getting out of the, getting out of that rugby environment, going in, doing a couple of hours a week anywhere, whatever it is you're interested in. So whether you want to go, I don't into into real estate or into finance or whatever, get into an office place. And and most of them are are more than happy to do it. Like yeah. I know I know Davies in town had guys in before uh, just just doing basic work, and it's it's a real eye opener to lads that they really, see what really it's like. Kind of what, the, what about yourself? What's your outlet? So right now at the moment I'm uh, I'm doing myself uh, Jack Carty and David Heffernan we um, we invested in a, in, a, in a fund in the Portshed it's a startup hub um, in Air Square there where they took in ten startup companies so um, the plan is really to get in get in get a bit of experience in there in startups which would be very sort of hands on and um, I'd initially meant to go into as I said there Davy mm-hmm. they were all, they were expanding the offices last year and it never worked out um, so I, I didn't get a chance to go in there, but that for a year I was like look I'll, I'll go into finance but um, it kind of transpired that I found out about this place the Porter Shed mm. which was an incubation centre for startups so um, Dave Cunningham one of the one of the leading guys there uh, I, I, I happened to just bump into him on the golf course didn't even know the place existed uh, he told me all about it so we had set up a sort of a partnership between them and Connacht Rugby and we kind of got a couple of a couple of nights there where I'd get the rugby lads in and then we'd get guest speakers in to come Brilliant. in and talk to the lads so we had like I don't know John Dealey spoke about kind of retail and Galway then we had James Murphy who is um, who just sold one of his companies there uh, Viviscal so for it's Niels and yeah, yeah Niels and Connor's dad so he came in and he spoke a bit about kind of the sort of the healthcare you know, sector mm-hmm. and like and kind of doing international business because he's a lot of stuff based in the state so yeah. people like that coming in and uh, just giving lads an idea of what, kind of what it was like and the whole idea of it was to kind of inspire lads to go and get something going and get a business going or whatever so um, would, you, would, you, would you I mean you have a few of the academy guys uh, living in the house with you at the moment don't you no they're all sorry they're all contracted but they were before uh, yeah so I, my second cousin Conor McKeown is in with me now he graduated from the academy last year so now he's up full time with the senior squad and would you would you kind of be uh, you know asking these questions during you know even just dinner time or whatever else saying like do, you know what are your thoughts uh, after rugby or well let's say so Keen Kelleher is who's living here as well he's currently 
apparently, uh, I think he's in final year, final year college. Uh, Connor literally just graduated, and then uh, Shane Delahunt, who's uh, who's kind of spends a lot of time down in Burr and Offaly, is um, he's actually in agricultural college as well. So, um, a big farmer, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah big dairy farm down there. So I, I, remember, I think I remember sharing this on stage. I remember sharing a shower with him, and he was telling me all this thing before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's where we sharing a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we won't, cut, won't that, cut that. <laughs> won't ask any more questions about that. <laughs> but yeah, no. They, they, to be fair, I, a lot of the lads, uh, a lot of the lads that are in the senior squad are, are, are fairly clued in, and uh, it'd be more, it'd be more so the academy lads that are fresh out of school that possibly weren't going to go to college. Um, they'd be the ones that need a bit more guidance. But um, Deirdre Lyons, who's kind of our representation for uh, Rugby Players Ireland, she's the one who advises and helps all those guys. So um, all the systems are there and the platforms are there for lads to be successful outside of rugby. Nice one, nice one. Uh, so, on a, on a more serious topic, I, I hear the, the house that you have here is your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard it's a little bit of a student digs. Um, we, I think. I and the, and the big, the big bad landlord then kind of rules <laughs> over, and see, he doesn't know where the uh, where the bins go in or out. The the big bad landlord is is a gag that's been held over me. But I, that's fine. I'll, I'll take it now. It's not it's not one of the worst gags. But uh, no, I think we two years ago, possibly when uh, when Bundyaki was over a lot more, we, uh, we probably had one or two too many parties, let's say. Uh, but we had to we had to kind of calm things down last year, and uh, I think there's a couple of guys in from uh, two doors down that got. Evicted at the end of last season, so uh, oh, really? they, took, they took the heat off this place for a while. Thankfully, do, do you know what? We're going we're gonna to bring in Keen Keller if you don't mind, just for a quick right. five ten minutes, just to just to, just to, you know, as in a one two three sort of see how we get on, and uh, maybe even ask you a few questions. You can ask him a few questions, see how we were getting on in terms of Lander. If you don't mind, if we do uh, that. Absolutely. Quickly, I'm just going to pause it here for one sec. Mr. Keller, welcome to the room. Thanks. Glides beyond. <laughs> well, listen, we, we're going to have a little, as I said, one, two, three little conversation here. We've got uh, your big bad landlord here with us as well. <laughs> Money mogul. Money, is that it? Yeah, so yeah the, cheap, the cheapest rent, the cheapest rent in going. Oh, in Ireland, potentially, the actually. Flexi rate. <laughs> tell, us, tell, us, tell us a little, about, a little bit about, firstly, yourself, what, who, you, who you are, what you're doing, um, what your background is, and then we'll discuss uh, Money Mogul. Uh, uh, as you said, uh, Keen Gallery here, uh, roommate of uh, the notorious Owen Cam. Baby myself. Um, from Dublin. Uh, moved down here last so year. That's South Dublin, just in case. Sword. That there. <laughs> yeah, sword. Uh, yeah, that's basically sums me up with it, really. Nice one. Okay, so <laughs> firstly, you, you, you moved to Galway, was it two years ago now? No, uh, yeah, year and a half. Year and a half ago? Yeah, and yeah. How, have you, how have you found it so far? Yeah, loving it, loving right. it. Good, yeah. good crack. Like, yeah. when I first came in, it was JP, myself, Kionzi, and John Cooney. Cool. So, uh, it was a bit of a baptism of fire for myself. I remember the next day at home, I kind of... Yeah, settled in pretty quickly. Like, so, so like, we'll, we'll, we'll jump straight into it. Um, the man beside me here, how how has he been? In all in all seriousness, it's been good. I mean, obviously you've had uh, you've had a place to come in. There's been away. ups and downs. Like, when <laughs> 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 we start when we start when we start with the ups or downs. I just I just took him under my wing when we first got here. Put in the disclaimer there. I think he I think he sees me more as a big brother now. So finally, finally, I can get under his skin quite easily. I live in County. I can get in. Whenever I want, like yeah. Told him about Bitcoin. Have you asked me about that yet? Oh, have you invested in Bitcoin? Oh, as he was. I, I, I must oh. say, I've actually invested in something myself there during the week. I don't know if you heard of um, IOTA. 
No. It, well, I, I've lost an iota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've lost every iota I have. No, it, it, Bitcoin's actually, well, there's no point investing it at the moment. But anyways, that's that's for our finance side of the show. <laughs> you guys, come on, it's life and times. No, but in, in all seriousness, ha- seriousness, it's obviously been fantastic for yourself to kind of have a base to go directly into. From, yeah. coming, from coming from kind of an academy setup, and then you had someone like Owen to give you a place to, to go, and not just with kind of a random house you were actually with, kind of the same setup with rugby players and what, what, what not. Yeah, it worked out pretty well like because I, I came down and uh, I was actually struggling for a place to find I was only I think we're two days away from pre-season and I was mm-hmm. ringing up Tim Wall the manager I was like Tim I've nowhere to stay and he was like alright we can sort a hotel for you for a bit um, and whatever Like, but I was getting on to my agent and my agent is the same agent for JB Cooney cool. and uh, JB just said to him that uh, he that challenged a spare room so uh Worked out well in the end. Didn't know Kelsey coming in or JP. Was that difficult? Uh, no, pretty well. But lads, in fairness, like I was probably pretty shy in the first day or two, but uh, came round. You just kind of have to throw it back at Kelsey, like. Yeah, I think we. I think I got the. That's when I got the the devastating news that um, PJ was moving in with the with the missus full time. So uh, that's what that's what kind of. And it's devastating. Yeah, it was it was kind of the good news or the bad news. is the good news. He goes, uh, Kelsey, I'm. Uh, I have to move in with the girlfriend. She's she's nowhere else to stay, and I was like, "That's that's grand, no worries." He's like, but it's fine because I I've, I've another lad coming out. He was like, "Keen said he'd take the room," and and so like, "Don't worry, there's not going to be anyone there." I was like, "Look, JP, if you want to use uh, if you want to use Keen as an excuse for your uh, girlfriend, <laughs> fine." But and JP had been in the house for a couple of years as well, hadn't he? He'd been there a year, a yeah, or a just year, a year, was a year it? and a bit. Yeah, he ended up it wasn't until like the end of summer he moved out. Yeah. So okay, um, to observe almost a year and a half, I think. Just just before you came in, Keen, we were discussing a little bit about kind of life after rugby, I, like I know. You're, you're, you're a very young fella but have you have you had any thoughts or ideas you're doing a degree at the moment is that yeah, right yeah doing a degree I have six modules left and it's so um, it's just economics and politics and you see arts and crafts that's not just I mean I wouldn't yeah. say that um, but yeah it's good I don't know to be honest I literally I should probably start making a bit of a plan and stuff but probably finish that and then go into a master's and something absolutely um, I mean it's, it's good that you have um, Mr. McKeown beside you there because I mean we joke about it but he seems like a, a little bit of a big brother yeah. all the same I mean representative for if I get the acronym right IRFUPA is it is that right no Rugby Players Ireland there you go yeah and I mean to have the foresight idea as you said about the Porter Shed and things like that it's it's good obviously this day and age in particular for rugby it's really a contentious topic at the moment just to keep it in the back of your head or whatever so it was just something that I wanted to bang off you but I mean there's no point sitting here we need to have some sort of sledging match I mean there's, there's, surely there's some sort of story uh, either between yourself I mean I want to hear it from Keen to be honest with you because this is all about you today <laughs> this is all about you it's nothing mate I told you this is all about you honey, 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 boo, clean, honey boo boo it's you know, a clean, clean slate you know, how much you know, like, well how much is too much it's, it's too much right now um, uh, I, I, I've been told he's very level-headed, which is kind of crazy because I've seen him on the on, on, on the on the playing field, and he's like a got like a bee or a wasp going around the place. I wouldn't. Oh, he speaks his mind, is what I would say. Okay, like, there's no holding back. Right. Like, what uh, you see is what you get. Yes, like, if you don't want to tell it. <laughs> which one? Oh, is this? <laughs> which one? <laughs> Dave Evernon. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, well, that's fair though. Well, like, well, I was just even like I was just I just I just made the point that. Dave, like, David, everyone, my good friends. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Dave, 
like you're a bit of a weirdo and he he was like what are you talking about and I was like well it's just you don't really talk much and people don't really know you but like I talk to you a lot and you're a weirdo and he was like I'm hold him back was this just I like kind of it's everything though it's just honesty like is it and what to date I want to see how, how to date I saw the funny side of it yeah okay, that's, yeah he tried to well like it's it's, it's just be constant uh, you want to have a thick skin I think around the, the sports round up there because uh, I think you have to need to have your guard up constantly so no but within that within the house particularly was there any sort of like was there any particular I don't know bust up or anything that she I don't know what you're trying to dig at here I, Dennis I, well, I mean that bust up I mean when you came home and there was a fresh you know Spanish omelette ready to go for you or, I don't know for tatas maybe in fairness I think we we don't think we've ever had a. No, we haven't had a. We haven't had a blow up. I don't think at all. Eggs would have been the contentious topic yeah. last John, year. John John Cooney was here last year, so. Okay. I'm hoping sensitive. To, I'm hoping sensitive. I'd say yeah. the the word I'd use for him. It was, we actually ended up spending a lot of time together. We obviously <laughs> last year because uh, eggs was pretty much missing. Yeah. So he, he he found uh, he found his his true love. Is this his nickname, Eggs? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Because I'm hoping to have John Cooney. I, as as you know, I live in Belfast, so I'll be moving up relatively soon. So hopefully. I'll have <laughs> Up yeah. and coming star on the show soon enough I'll as well. I'll give you so. a few uh, topics. Yeah. I'll absolutely have to get back on to you. Yeah. Um, listen, Keith, thanks a million for coming in and just giving us such a little shout. Um, we're just going to pause it again there and let uh, Mr. Mr. Kelleher leave the room. So you're very welcome back. Um, Keen has, has left the building. He's gone for a few uh, coffee and a catch up with. Uh, speaking of coffee and catch up, it was it was Mr. Finn who was I was actually talking to there recently. He was saying to me, "You do these." errands you seem very very busy constantly <laughs> um but then what happens then you you, you yeah. kind of you, you end up going into town and spending your spending your all your pocket money and <laughs> coffee work and press no and no it's incorrect in fact i've actually cut down uh, <clears throat> i think i must have been spending i think i was spending about a tenner a day if not more on just coffee and i was, <laughs> I was going what am i doing so i go for one in the morning maybe one at lunch and possibly okay. one after training and you know where's your spot three Coffee works in town yeah. would be the best spot, but the only thing it's in town, so it's a bit of a trek. Yes. Uh, Scoldsy, one of the new lads that's down this week, uh, or went down this this year, I should say, mm-hmm. has a coffee machine over the house called over there, I say, and I'm going to put up there as the, one of the top three coffees I've ever had. Wow. So it has me very tempted to actually buy a machine. What, what was it, Leveza or something? No, like it wasn't even. It was, I actually can't even remember, but it was sort of, it did everything. It grinded the beans and everything, but he was, like, he was... He's pretty enthusiastic about his coffee. He was weighing the beans out, grinding them, oh, no weighing it again after getting a little spoon to scoop out tiny bits like of coffee. A, a legal it, drug dealer, or just to get it bang on. I had a scales to weigh it out and everything. Jesus but um, no, I just, I just kind of, could, I, I think it was, I was, I was drinking about four <clears throat> coffees, four or five a day as well, and I, and it was just affecting my sleep, and I was spending. A silly amount of money to be spending. Not that it's that much in itself, but a lot of money in a, in a week to be spending on coffee. So I just try to kind of cut down it lately That's now. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, at this stage, we're just going to do name the movie quote. Okay. Do you watch much movies? I do. We do. We do. I think we we played this before. Now some of the lads are a bit better than I am, but I'll give it a go anyway. I wouldn't. Uh, they're, they're 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 relatively easy. They're all kind of kind of comedy based movies, okay. so we can get have a bit of a laugh, you know. Um, <clears throat> do the cha cha slide like a sissy girl. <laughs> not a clue. I'll give you. I'll give you. It, 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 it was a. It was a. Is a it not not anchor man, but it was a TV anchor, and the anchor was being um, controlled by another person. Bruce Almighty. Yes, bingo. Oh, got it. Got it. Uh, my mama says, "Laughs like a box of chocolates." Forrest Gump. That's that's banging. Easy, that's an easy one. Do you, um, all-time classic. But my all-time favorite uh, favorite movie. Your favorite movie. 
I'm gonna say Gladiator. Wow, it's a good one. Yeah, real man's man movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm just as, as I see this big BB going up the side. Favorite of genre, still rom coms, but I mean, it has to be said. I'm gonna to put my said. Hand. Easy uh, watch. Pretty, pretty, pretty woman. It's got laughs. It's, it's got everything. It's got sadness. It's got everything. So, no, my, I'm a bit of a romantic yeah. myself, you know. But. Well, we get, we'll get on to Sarah now in a while. Don't worry about that. Oh, Jesus <laughs> and last one. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's the pleats. It's our, uh, It's an optical illusion. No, it's 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 a pattern in my pants. This is when a certain someone had a, a certain er, uh, erection in his. Uh, oh, not a clue. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Anchorman. Yes, I thought Anchorman yeah. initially, but I didn't think you were going to ask the same. I know, uh, I know. It's kind of like a double, double, yeah. double bluff. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Can't, you, you, I can't be trusted. You no, see. No. Um, just coming back on to, uh, to you and everyday life, we want to talk a little bit about love at the moment. Um, you were in a relationship before, or were you? I've been in a few. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, would you call yourself a player? No. Right. So, in, in terms of relationship, was it a long-term, short-term? Um, uh, what are you asking me about now, in general, or no, my no, no, latest? No, I mean, I mean, like... Yeah, no, no I, was, I, I would have been in a, a, a long relationship last time, yeah. Um... Uh, I think Oh yeah We kind of We're seeing each other Stopped seeing each other Because she moved away Okay And then Kind of started seeing each other again But again Long distance wasn't really working So we just finished Amicable Lex Is is what I'd call us now She she, she, Not to to go on about The the, the lady in question But she's in the States At the moment Is that correct? Yeah correct yeah And I seem you have a reason now To go over the States (laughs) To visit No No Incorrect Oh yeah Well I Sorry I'd actually I'd use any reason To go back to the States I actually love the place That's fair But uh are, yeah, a few of my mates were looking to move over um, in November. Um, it's it's up in the air now, but I was that was the excuse I was going to go over for. I I know a lot of other people over in New York, not mm. just the, oh, yeah, the, not just the, not just the ex. Yeah. So I would have seen them as well. Absolutely. Um, no, that, that's that's yeah, that's 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 fair enough. Um, you've broken a hundred caps. I did last Congratulations. year. Congratulations! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. a that's a tr- tremendous. You, you seem like a very modest person. Again, I'm very realist. You you wouldn't really kind of gloat about these type of things. But that's a serious uh, achievement for. Yeah, for I it kind of crept up on me. I, I I suppose if you play a lot of games in one season, you don't realize. You, you kind of look at it at the start of the season, you might have fifty, and then you don't realize by the end of it, you're kind of pushing eighty, and it's like, Jesus, wow, yeah. Didn't realize that, but um, yeah, I think th- there was. A, to be honest, there was a couple of guys like like Tiernan would have been the same age as me. Um, let's say Dennis. Buckley, mm. uh, Kieran Marmion, who's actually who's actually younger. All those lads hit it before me, um, just before, like not long before, but just before. And like you know, they're, they're kind of breaking, especially Kieran Marmion. I think he played. I think he played something like three seasons, every game for three seasons in a row without missing a game. Oh so my God. those sort of lads, um, I just he just racked up serious yeah, numbers yeah. Uh, for for a young guy. Like and uh, just shows the competitor he is. So they all kind of we all kind of hit it around the same time. So um, it was it's just a nice little achievement, a uh, nice little milestone, and uh, it's uh, I suppose on to the next one, on to two hundred. Do you remember your first cap? I do. Yeah. First competitive cap. Yeah, it was 2010, wasn't it? It was a game against. I came off the bench against yeah. Scarlet over there. You did. Um, Scoreline. I won't mention the scoreline. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't particularly great. I think what happened was it was a cancelled game. So it, we, it was a game Saturday, a game Wednesday, and then a game Friday. So yeah. it was a really short turnaround. So for that reason, I, I got a spot in the bench because they were obviously resting lads, which was for the semi final coming out again now. So yeah, no, they were resting lads for the semi final against Toulon at home, okay. uh, which was which was only three days later. So um, so I got I got I got about a half an hour in, in that game. I think it came off for Johnny O'Connor. Um, First thoughts. 
I, I, actually, first thoughts was it wasn't as in uh, let's say I, I I wasn't as far off the mark as I expected. Um, I thought physically, uh, like the pace of the game, the the strength of the guys, everything that I was going to be way off the mark. But I suppose the fact that I was a little bit smaller and a little bit uh, like full, I had a bit of a step on me. Probably, uh, probably have that in fairness. Yeah, well, a bit a bit more timber on me now. So uh, no, but that was a, that was a, <laughs> I'm more of a diesel engine now, uh, unfortunately. So oh, quick startup still, but it was one of those. It was so when I was doing a kind of a little bit of a of, a, of an inspection or a search on you. It was one of the things that kind of kept coming up was that you were a little bit kind of uh, conscious of your weight. Yeah. Um, you felt like you were always, if you ever say you were afraid to go on holidays because you'd end up losing three or four kg yeah. because of it. And in fairness, to, for myself personally, I played a little bit of rugby as well. And I mean, I'm a little weed now at this stage sitting in front of this timber of a man. It was something that I just, I physically could not do. I think it's very, very difficult for rugby players that they feel as though they, especially in the pack, that they have to put on these mass, mass, um, you know, I mean, you must have been eating up at five, five ten thousand calories a day. Oh, God. I think I, I think I, 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 at the peak of trying to put weight on, I was up around between five and six thousand anyway. Massive. Just trying to, just trying to get weight on for for years. I couldn't put it on, uh, but I think once I hit that, once I got to sort of the weight goal, uh, it was it became easier. Then it was easier to maintain it than it was to put it on. And plus, I moved in. I actually moved in with Finley Bealham and uh, and Connor Finn, who used to play, and they were in the same boat. They both had to put weight on. So what we were doing is we were just sharing the cooking. Um, so we don't we cook. Someone would cook something every night. And it became easier then because you weren't spending your whole day in the kitchen, and uh, and I think that summer we all managed to pack on the pounds. But uh, yeah. it must have been difficult with Finley Finley beating him at the house, huh? I know he's good, good, good guy. Now, I mean, in terms of eating, like Hickey, surely he's a big boy. Yeah, he said, I are we were all up there though, and and Connor Finn, who's the centre, was. <laughs> he was like balloon up. He was like a human Hoover that lad. <laughs> in fact, he still is. In fairness, you could probably do it getting back in the gym. The poor lad. He's uh, he's, How much? he's a bit bit of a bit of a much now yeah. these days. So uh, no, he's uh, he's grand. But that that was it really. Once we got it on, right. it was easy to maintain. And I think it, since since uh, since KK, the new coach has come in, it's it's become more about being lean and fast than actually really? having mass on. So um, I was able to kind of lose a few kilos again uh, and then not have to worry about it as much so. but that seems <coughs> it seems like the way is rugby is going again it's, it's back to sort of the, the roots if you, if you like yeah. so that 2011 era when we played in that World Cup where it was kind of bish bosh yeah, heavy exactly. rugby and Wales did their thing but then we went back to the roots in the last World Cup and it seems as though that seems like the trend being able to be athletic and agile on your yeah. feet which surely um, would stand to someone like yourself in the back row yeah well the thing is the game's not slowing down the game's constantly getting quicker and I, I know it, it got to a stage there where every Everybody, it was all about being as big as possible, mm. etc. So, if you go back as far as when when South Africa won the last World Cup, you know they were all huge, or Wales winning Grand Slams, big teams. Then I think if you look at New Zealand for the last World Cup, I think the whole squad uh, across the across the line they all dropped about five kilos. They go out and win it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, well, that's obviously the way things are going." So they tend to be the kind of the trendsetters, let's Absolutely. say. Like so, um, it's, it, it makes for a better game. Like it makes no, for a faster, 100%. better game. And as I said, the game's not slowing down, so uh, the players have to keep getting faster. Which, so which is good to hear. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, Owen, it would be, be remiss of me not to, to bring this up, but the, the Pro 12 win last year. Um, I mean, you must be bursting with uh, with joy and passion. I mean, I, when I came into the house there, I saw I saw there was a little um, picture you had up of you and your family with the cup and things like that. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. That that, that season must have been just special to you and everyone else. Yeah, it was it, it was like particularly special because I'd probably been here. I think I I think I was here. I, uh, 
one of my first or second years when we finished bottom of the table and I've been here for some pretty tough times where we lost 11-12 games in the bounce um, all those times that when we came out and I'm not I don't think it was just the the win uh, at the end of the season obviously that was that was the cherry on top but it was the consistency we had in our game and the fact that we were winning week in week out it just became such an enjoyable place to be um, the confidence we had you know I, I remember pretty well one of my mates uh, Owen Griffin who's back with us now was over at London Irish and he was going do you know how will you do against this team and I was like oh we'll beat them we'll beat them we'll beat them and it was kind of pretty bang on with all of it so that just kind of showed the confidence we had that year and the confidence uh, I, I had in the, in the team performance so um, the whole year I think was was the highlight and, and, and even the year before to be honest we, we took big leaps the year before we probably I think we finished seventh but we probably it was you did not reflected yeah. on what how well, how well we'd actually kind of come on or how much we'd come on and 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 I felt like that year was like GD like we we really are we the, the, the style of game we're playing the way we're playing it like John we're, we're we're making serious progress here and then obviously we went on to win it then the following year so um yeah the, like what can I say like obviously when you win when you win silverware there's no better feeling <laughs> but, but talking to a few of the guys there was a a moment that season a point in that season where whatever about the, the final but just pre, pre, pre-game pre that same day and the guys talk about when they just got off the bus yeah, and it was yeah. a sea of green yeah can you talk about that a little bit yeah it was so we, we when you come into Murrayfield you come in from one end you have to drive the whole way kind of around so the entrance is one side but you have to drive around to the back of the stadium and the, the spot where the players go in is just over the whole thing it's just stairways the whole way up to the top of the stadium um, and it, that was just full of supporters so the supporters above us beside us around like the whole place it must have been about 10,000 people just in that one area maybe more uh, seeing the fields of Atham Rye as we were getting off the thing and I suppose it was it was funny I, I remember th- I remember being slightly nervous but I remember it was just it was probably the first time in a while that I was just really excited about playing the game I was like Jesus I was like this is this is it like this is going to yeah. be our day like and probably from the moment we stepped off that bus it didn't really feel like we were ever going to lose you were, that game you were buzzing like a bee I just <clears throat> before I came over I saw the, the, the highlights of the match I mean you had scored within the first 12-13 yeah. minutes of the game yeah. um, it was a tear that got in it absolutely burned Kearney and, and, the, and, the ins- and the outside yeah, uh, knee, knee as well scored a pretty oh, the, the individual volley. yeah the individual try as well like, as I said like I, I, there was no point really in that I, maybe in the second half when they they got a little bit of momentum but we, we answered against Dominant. they were able to score and it just it was a really decisive win I thought that day and then, and then after obviously lifting the cup and doing the lap of honour the slow lap of honour that you did around the stadium yeah. I mean like, what was going through the head or was anything going through the head I don't really know I think it was just I was just happy to be in the moment um, just enjoying it like I had a lot of mates that came over flew or either drove or flew uh, flew over to see the game and it was just good to be with them it was good to see the family after and just I think that's it really it's when you see the ones close to you you really appreciate kind of what it is and it's almost more for them than for you like you become I suppose a little selfless and um, I think the, the, the proudest I was wasn't when I was lifting the cup but when I was able to kind of bring it home and, and bring it into my granny or bring it to my granddad and have them lift it that's when you kind of see what it means to them is when it kind of means a bit more to that's you brilliant. so um, that was that was no well I mean fun. absolutely congratulations on that it was a serious phenomenal achievement I mean <laughs> whatever about uh, yourself but I felt like nearly I was on the field playing with you that day as well so yeah, it was yeah. absolutely brilliant um, <clears throat> we're going to be finishing up quite soon but the, the, another little kind of thing that we do on this show is uh, dad jokes have you any dad jokes uh, is, uh, you've, 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 you know what I'm about I'm, I'm a real I'm a real classic for I have those. a few dad jokes yeah give, well, I'll, I'll give, give us give us give us your one or two if you have them 
Why do seagulls fly over the sea? What's that? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm, I'm going to be using that one. Yeah, yeah it's a good dad joke. So, um, uh, how many... Uh, how <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting too excited now. Um, how do you make a Kleenex dance? Just put a little boogie in it. Oh God! <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. You you, ha- you love those, those those little ones. Oh, you have another one. Go on. Jesus, I don't know if this is a suitable for the for the. Yeah, we'll say it anyway. Yeah, we got it. How did Shane Delahunt find the cow in the field? Satisfying. I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that. Yeah, yeah, why not, why not? And then just finish it off. So a man goes into the doctor and says, oh, it's a bad one to finish up, but anyways. Doctor, doctor, I think I'm ad- addicted to Twitter. The doctor says, sorry, I don't follow. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll be- that was out you've outdad me there in fairness, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what about these, it's, uh, it's all about that sort of stuff, you know, I'm, I'm doing a hand movement. Um, robotic in my movements, they say. Um, Owen, you, you, you represent, you briefly said it, you, you represented Emerging Ireland over in Georgia, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that was, uh, what, a couple, a couple of years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Plans for our aspirations for the future? Goals? Yeah, so, like, I set goals every year, like, obviously the... the the larger goal is obviously to, to represent uh, represent the team internationally, but obviously, as I was saying earlier on, uh, the the competition is is pretty strong at the moment the in the background. So, yeah. Like first first goal is always nailed down a starting place in that uh, in the fifteen. So um, you can't go you can't go any further until you do that. And uh, at the moment, that's the, that's the short term goal for myself. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've absolutely no doubt that uh, this man in front of me is going to make the uh, the starting slot this season. Um, to be honest with you, that's that's kind of all we have time for here today. But listen, I want to say. Re- big thank you to to Owen for sitting and listening to my chronic chat for the last uh, 45 minutes to an hour and um, yeah listen thank you very much it's been an absolute pleasure no worries Dennis yeah. cheers bud um, listen guys if you enjoyed this podcast or, uh, um, um, there's going to be plenty more to come up as I said I hope to have John Cooney on quite soon um, we have another few um, mixes of other people I'm hoping to get Gary Kern on as well who's, a, who's an iRadio presenter so if you enjoyed what you, what you listened here today please subscribe please download please do whatever you like and uh, yeah follow the channel and and listen thank thank you very much uh, for listening today and uh, yeah this was the Dodcast baby